Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The Bucks game is over. And now it's time for the longest running Pro Hoops post game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. You know, I feel good. I always can get better. But, you know, I know I know myself. I know how usually it goes. You know, uh, if I'm healthy, things are going to be okay. The head coach. Um, you know, offensively, I think, you know, we make a few more shots. Could be dangerous. And the fans. You got a guy in Giannis. He's just like the most likable human being. And all the other people fall in line with that. Everybody kind of takes it after him. And it just it's really positive to see that. That be the team that we give. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. Now, here's your host, Bill Baby Tausch Schmid, on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Giannis welcomes a child into the world, and the Milwaukee Bucks welcome the Sacramento Kings to Pfizer Forum. And play nice with the Kings, maybe a little bit too nice. For a little bit too long in tonight's game. End up getting the W. But they had to earn this one without the MVP. Welcome in. Pick and save probes. Post game show. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tosh. Appreciate you hanging out with us tonight on the fan. After the Bucks beat the Kings 123-111. In a game that if this is self-explanatory feeling like every single night. If the Bucks don't have Giannis, they are going to struggle. Bucks. Got cold in the second quarter, especially late in that second quarter. Ended the first quarter on a 24-10 run. That almost gets right away duplicated against them going into the halftime. They got outscored 34-19 by the Kings in the second quarter and trailed by one at recess. Go into the third quarter, both teams into the 30s, into that quarter, and then the Bucks close it out with a 35-21 to outscoring of the Kings in the fourth quarter. You can say the flip was, the switch was flipped, whatever you want to say, but either way, the Bucks get the W, and that is all that matters at this point when Sacramento, we had the play-by-play uh, voice, Grant Napier of the Sacramento Kings, on earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show. He said this was a barometer game for the Sacramento Kings. They were looking forward to this opportunity to come in against the best team in the league and see what they were ultimately made of. Were they made of enough to beat the Milwaukee Bucks tonight without Giannis? No, they were not. And the Bucks get the W in large part thanks to some hot shooting in that fourth quarter by Eric Bledsoe. Chris Middleton helps close it out. But the Bucks from three tonight shoot just under 43%. And use their second and third best players to get past the Kings tonight. 28 apiece from Middleton and Bledsoe. Add another 20 spot, the second consecutive 20-point game from Brooke Lopez. And the Bucks get the win tonight against the Kings, 123-111. to This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. And on nights like tonight, we are... Honored and privileged to be joined on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline by Sidney Moncrief, the Hall of Famer, joining us here, courtesy of Mercedes-Benz Milwaukee North. Check out their new and certified pre-owned Mercedes-Benz vehicles off I-43 North at Silver Spring Drive. Sydney, appreciate the time tonight in a game where Giannis does not play. You just need your two other stars to be able to take over, and the Bucks get 20 apiece from Middleton, Bledsoe and Lopez, that has to calm the nerves of Bucks fans going into the postseason. Yes, anytime you can get 76 points out of three players, it shows that you have the balance necessary to make a really good playoff run. And even though Sacramento challenged the Bucks, when they had a challenge, someone 
one of those three players made a play, and that's the mark of a, a good, not a good team, a great team. And and also, too, Sydney, you can speak to this because you guys were the hunted for a while. Now, the, the Bucks are going to be the hunted against every other team, and they're going to get everybody's best shot. We were talking to the play-by-play uh, voice for the Kings earlier today on the afternoon show, and he said that everybody in that organization was looking at tonight's game as a measuring stick, as a barometer, where you're able to see how you stack up against the league's best. How difficult can that be night in and night out, knowing you're going to get the best shot, or ultimately is that what you want in this league? Well, we had two factors working. The first one you just stated, they're going to always get the best shot from an opponent. But they also had a hot team. The last eight games, they're six and two. For sure. You had a team that has been playing. They have been playing great basketball. They're playing the Bucks. They're playing on NBA TV. So they're getting a little bit of national attention. Sacramento, you're going to give your best game. The Bucks get showed, even though a team might be ready to play and they're, they're hyped up about playing the Bucks, they have the players in the strategy to still win a close – it was a close game. It was a closer game than what the score indicated. The Bucks were really in jeopardy of losing that game had they not made some crucial plays yeah. in that fourth quarter. And that's money time. You you can talk about that, but there's got to just be a different level of intensity. You know, once the going, once it starts getting late, and it was getting late for the Bucks tonight, as they did need to get a push there in the fourth quarter. And when you're able to lean on Eric Bledsoe just attacking the basket tonight, uh, that is the kind of energy going into the lane that we want to see out of Bledsoe every single night. But I think it's good to see that he can somewhat turn that on and off. What do you think about that? Yeah, I think that's that's very critical. And remember, Giannis was not on the court. Giannis tends to cause defenses to get in that paint a little bit more because they want to stay close to where he is, which limits Eric Bledsoe's sometimes ability to get to the basket because there's an additional defender there. Tonight, he had just an open paint. Of course, Lopez was on the paint. He was also in the perimeter. But it was very nice to see not only – Less so making plays, but I thought a critical stretch was when Wes Matthews made that corner three-pointer, and then Blesso came back and made the three-pointer. And from that point on, the Bucks they were on cruise control. But without those two baskets, mm-hmm. back-to-back three-pointers, I think the Bucks could have easily lost this game tonight. Talking with Sidney Moncrief, Hall of Famer, number four hangs in the rafters at Pfizer Forum here on the Pick and Save Probes postgame show, courtesy of Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Sidney, you brought up Wesley Matthews and that type of a veteran uh, coming in and, and playing his role, playing his game. He has been playing really, really well as of late. He has, and it's, for him, it's just not about scoring. He's a very good defender. He can rebound the basketball, and he causes the defense to have to pay attention to him on the perimeter. The fact that they rotate to him because he's a great three-point shooter opens up shots for some of the other players on the perimeter. So he helps to stretch the defense and allows other players to shine offensively. I want to get your uh, thoughts on the Marvin Williams acquisition here in just one second, Sydney. But Sterling Brown, I, I can... Covering baseball for the last couple of years, I always say pinch hitting has to be the absolute hardest job in sports. As an offensive lineman, you'd never come off the field, so you don't really get to know what it's like coming off the bench. For this guy playing such sporadic minutes, all of a sudden tonight gets thrown in and almost plays 25 minutes, played really well with 11 points, but that's got to be difficult when you don't know when you're going to get that consistent run. It's difficult. The good news is if you're a player that knows this be, this will be your opportunity to shine, Giannis is not playing. I'm going to get minutes tonight. I need to make sure that I make an impression upon this coaching staff and make an impact upon the game. True. And that's when you know you have become what we call a professional basketball player. You don't mope. You're not upset. When your opportunity comes, you take advantage of it. And he has a great line, 24 minutes with, what, 11.6 rebounds. Wow, he was just really a critical player for the Bucks tonight. He just does all the dirty work when he needs to, Sidney, and, and I think Dante DiVincenzo does a lot uh, of the same, and so does Ersan Ilyasova just at a different different location on the floor, but they're, they're guys that will, like you said, they'll take whatever they can and do whatever they can to win, and, and when you have guys like that, 
young players with a core of bench guys that are definitely veterans and have been around the league a long time. I think that speaks to the, the winning culture of the group as well. It speaks to that winning environment. It speaks to the fact that they trust and believe in one another. And it also speaks to the fact that they're team players. When their opportunity comes to make a play, they make the play. If they're not in the ball game, they cheer for the teammates. They're observant on the bench, so when they come in the ball game, they know the right thing to do at the right time. And I tell you what, it, the entire bench just played phenomenal tonight. They didn't have a, a huge scoring night, but they made some plays defensively with steals. Yeah. They got some critical rebounds, and they kept the energy level, I thought, at a very good pace for the Bucks. Talking about the now 46-7 and seven Milwaukee Bucks, one game away from the All-Star break with Sidney Moncrief here on the Pick and Safe Pro Hoops postgame show. Sidney, that was part of the reason why I didn't want this team to make a big move uh, at the trade deadline because of the cohesive nature that the, the group plays with. And, and I just don't know that you get that across pro sports very often. For you, the acquisition of a Marvin Williams, what does that do for a group like this? The Bucks were very strategic in bringing in a veteran player that understands chemistry that will not come in and want to shake everything up. He's going to blend in very well. Of course, he can stretch the court with his three-point shooting. He can play defensively multiple positions. He can defend multiple positions, which you want from your players. And he's played in big ball games throughout his career. So I think it was a good acquisition. He's going to, he's going to make a difference for this team. And he's not going to disrupt the chemistry, which, as we know, uh, that's very, very valuable to have. It can be so difficult, I can only imagine, to come into a group like this with 30 games left and just try to to blend in. But when you've been around the league and you know what the the nature of the business is, that has to make it a little bit easier. It, it does, and you understand that they have great players. He, he's been on good teams. Right. And he's been on winning teams, and he understands what it takes to win ball games, especially in the playoffs. Uh, he doesn't seem to... Uh, be intimidated by the moment, and to me that's important. And coach trusts that he trusts him. Didn't he play for a coach in Atlanta? In Atlanta for a long time. Also a uh, former Utah guy, but he played a long time in Atlanta, and Budenholzer was there, yes. Yes, yes. So he knows the player, and that was a very safe trade because he knows his strengths, his weaknesses. weaknesses. I'm sorry, he knows what positions not to put him in. And that's going to be important, especially going into the playoffs. Sydney, one game away from the All-Star break, you and I have talked a lot about the All-Star break and uh, that you were a smart guy and would have much rather had the rest. But for you, now at this point, you're sitting here waiting just to get to that break. How difficult can it be to not uh, maybe have a little bit of a slip-up where you're overlooking to a couple of days off here coming up on Wednesday night? It's really, it's really easy to do and historically teams have done that and players have done that you already have your plans already mapped out even if you're an all-star you have your plans for that weekend if you're not an all-star you're going to vegas you're going to the caribbean you're going somewhere to de-stress and get ready and it's not uncommon for players to forget oh you have one more game to play before the all-star break and then you have those days off which creates a totally different issue because now you have to come back and get ready to start up again after right. master, well, multiple days off. We used to only have a weekend, but now the break is a lot longer. The likelihood of not being sharp coming out of the All-Star break also increases. I have just learned so much from this man, and also now I'm just learning that we're a lot more alike, Sydney, because the first place I would have thought to go if I was an NBA player on the All-Star break Las Vegas. Where else would you want to be? <laughs> what happens in Vegas? My friend stays in Vegas. That's a good place to be. <laughs> no, no doubt about it. Now, Sydney, uh, as a father yourself, what do you think this means uh, turning up for Giannis? Everybody excited uh, for him welcoming his son into the world. Uh, being a dad is special. I have four sons, so it's a very special time for him. It's going to be critical, though, and very crucial you kind of have to readjust your mindset, though, because you go from being a dad, you're still playing basketball games, the baby is waking up early, you're tending you tend to the child, and then you still have to prepare to play basketball. Uh, there will be some transition for him, I'm sure, 
And, and knowing Giannis, he won't have any trouble making that transition. No doubt about it. And if it's a, a matter of working hard, uh, nobody in this town is ever going to question that he's going to put in all the effort to be a great guy on the floor and also a great father off of it. Sydney, always appreciate We'll talk very soon. But enjoy this nice all-star break. And maybe go to the Mirage. We should be hanging out at, at uh, the Flamingo one of these days and, and do this show from. That would be a great place to do it from. Or maybe the Bellagio. Now we're talking. Or maybe the four seasons. Yes, I'm. I'm always oh, down with that. Going. Let's keep going up. There, there's some. Hey, there's. <laughs> hey, Sydney. There's some radio stations in the stratosphere. We could just do it right from the top there. Yeah, we can do it there. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all for that. Well, have a good. Have a good break. Absolutely, Sydney. Have a good one. Appreciate it, and uh, enjoy the All-Star break yourself. That's Sydney Moncrief joining us tonight on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. That is great news. I did not know Sydney Moncrief was a big fan of Vegas. We are – I feel like I'm in Step Brothers, right? When they look at each other and go, do we just become best friends? Yeah. Do you want to go do karate in the garage? Instead, it was like, do you want to go play craps in the garage? Yes. Absolutely. I'd just have a roulette wheel just hanging out right out here in the studio if I could. 414-799-1250. Always appreciate Sydney Moncrief on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Is your passion outgrown your home? A Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space that it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935. I don't want to leave somebody on hold waiting on here. Let's grab John in D.C. quickly. Listen on the radio.com app before a timeout. John, you're on the fan. What's on your mind tonight, man? John, what's going on, man? You're on the radio. Hey. Yo. Hey. How, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing good, John. What's up, man? It's so great. I'm in Washington, D.C. I grew up in Milwaukee, but it is so great to see my Bucks doing so awesome. You know, especially with the Giannis thing and all that, I think they're going to make a great big push for the finals. John, you know, when did you not- when did you move to the nation's capital from Milwaukee? Um, I lived here before, Okay, but I just came back here to take care of my mom and things like that. It's and the most work. admirable thing you can do, my friend. Oh, man, it's good money here, too. Mm-hmm. So, 100% there but, is. But, yeah, but anyway, um, <clears throat> you, know, um, you know, I'm a big, huge Packer fan, of course, and, you know, I'm in the belly of the beast. But when it comes to the Bucks, it's like, it seems like uh, I know the East is really kind of weak, whatever, but um, I know it's not better than the West, but we are just kicking so much. You know what? Mm-hmm. I want to excuse my language, but it seems like um, they just loaded to make a really big run, you know, and it's hard to get some bus gear from here. You know, I got to go on Amazon to get that. <laughs> but, you know, it's just so good. That it seems like, especially like that Sixers game, you know, I'm like, you know, I was just like, that game proved that they for real. They for real. No so, doubt about it. And and when you're yeah. able to beat teams like that who have beaten you, then they come to your home floor and you have a little something extra for it. That always yes, makes me more excited as a fan because it, they're feeling the same things we are as fans seemingly. Yeah, man. I mean, it's easy to find a Packer bar here or whatever, but it's hard to find a Bucks thing here, and I'm holding it down for them. Well, that's John, all, we, that's all I wanted, man. For sure, John. Appreciate it, man. Don't be a stranger, all right? Hey, I love listening to you guys. Appreciate it, time. dude. Appreciate it, yes, dude. Sir. No doubt about it. We'll yeah. talk soon. That's John in the nation's capital hanging out in D.C. with us on the free radio.com app. You can take that anywhere you go, whether you move to D.C., maybe you're hanging out in Anchorage. I know that's where uh, my aunt listens to the show a lot of times when she's up there or in Tucson. You can do it there. You could even listen in El Paso, Texas. The home and pride of one Aaron Jones. Wherever you are, you can listen to us on the freeradio.com. Heck, we got a dude that calls into this show or and calls Tim Allen and I on the Brewer Post Game Show from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. I mean, you can listen to us absolutely anywhere you want on the radio.com app. And uh, did I mention it's free, by the way? Unlike other uh, four-letter competitors in the market, they decide to make you pay for podcasts and online listening. Instead, we just do it for free because we love you. 414-799-1250. Bucks love you, too. And we love when the Bucks win and cover. 123-111. They beat the Kings. We're back after this on The Fan. Was it a dunk? Was it a key basket in transition? Was it a spectacular play down the lane? It's time for the Wrench and Go Drive of the Game. 
Need auto parts? Wrench and Go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest price auto parts around. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the Fan. Welcome back. It's the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show here on 105.7 FM, the Fan. 12.50 a.m. in the free radio.com app. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. Appreciate you hanging out. Marvin Williams, now a Milwaukee Buck, did not play tonight. Just got himself in town. But we will hear from the newest Milwaukee Buck here tonight on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Giannis Atetokounmpo is now a father. I mean, that really should be the drive of the game. But that was yesterday that Giannis drove to the hospital, became, you know, got himself in line, ready to go. I mean, I guess not in line. It's not like a take a number and wait kind of thing, is it? It's like, hold on. 26. All right, cool. Our kid gets to get born. I don't believe that's how it goes, but I'm not the right person to ask. Instead, the drive of the game, pick one, because our guy Eric Bledsoe tonight was attacking the cup with authority. This one in the first quarter, part of a run in the first quarter that put the Bucks up 14, 24 to 10 run to close out the first. Here was two of them from me, Bled. Same thing with Trevor Ariza, but before the half of the So, little pirouette for Bled. Nice creativity. He was really good at attacking the basket tonight, realizing that they were going to need him to be aggressive in a game like tonight. And that's the thing with Eric Bledsoe that gets somewhat puzzling to me at times. And also, on the flip side of it, because I don't want to be super negative, you guys know that that's not me, I think it's also pretty impressive. For a guy that knows how good he can be and how efficiently he can score, that he's not too prideful to take a back seat, not too uh, in his own head or would get in his own feelings, that, man, I should be taking this ball to the rack. I should be getting these points. It takes a certain guy, and also a lot of times, Losing helps you figure this out. Eric Bledsoe hasn't been on a team that's been this good. Not many guys have because there haven't been many teams that have been as good as this 2019-2020 Milwaukee Bucks team. But I think Bledsoe talked about it last year when he signed the contract before the Laker game, right? It was, can I go and maybe make more money somewhere else? Sure. Can I go fill it up and score 21 a night with the Hornets? Sure. I mean, you can go play for the Knicks and put up as many shots as you want. But when you're getting closer to the end of your career, but you're still fringe prime of your career, you want those minutes and the points that you do put up to be that much more meaningful, that many, that much more impactful. Now, I think he's been able to do that since becoming a Milwaukee Buck. 799-1250, or it's 414-799-1250. If you're like Justin in North Carolina, calling from out of state. Justin, good hearing from you, man. What's up, homie? How we doing tonight, man? I'm good, man. I'm not going to lie to you, Justin. I uh, I was on the porcelain throne for a long portion of this game, but when Eric Bledsoe got white hot there in the fourth quarter, I thought part of it was because that I was uh, not in the room. Oh, my gosh, man. That's crazy, right? Like, Bledsoe had a hell of a fourth quarter, man. He's, this is why all those people that were calling in, asking him to be traded – for Chris Paul and all this, these intangible that this guy can bring. Yeah, he's going to have his bonehead plays like we always talk about, but he seems to find a will to win, which is something that is keen. Um, also, Middleton, just, you know, another good performance by this guy, solid. All the Middleton haters, I'm sure they'll be quiet again tonight. Yes, very quiet. really stuck out, baby Towson. This, is, this has me just elated. Two years ago, I remember Ersan and I think it was Marco Bellinelli were bought out. Ersan could have chose to come back here where he still had a house in Milwaukee and chose to go to Philadelphia instead. We are now the team that guys like Marvin Williams are choosing to come to. 46-7, and seven, I could have never imagined this in my wildest dreams. I thought that we would be a strong contender for the East. I thought that we, you know, have a good shot at the championship. Obviously, if I pick it with my heart, I'm going to pick the Bucks to win every single time. But, mm-hmm. man, this is just phenomenal, brother. Like, we got guys coming to Milwaukee. We got other guys probably coming to come – Wanting to come to Milwaukee, excuse me. Sorry, man, I'm battling this. Hopefully I don't have this Anthony Horvath stuff that he had because, man, this is, this is bad. But I had to call you because I haven't talked to you in a couple of Yeah, days. don't have that coronavirus, man. We don't, want to, we don't want you to have that be spreading it around on your phone. 
So, so I got one question for you and one quick thing. I, I you saw me tweet you about the DC thing, but the crazy thing about it, right? Yes. I'm in my hotel room in DC now, and I had to watch it on my cell phone because my hotel doesn't have NBA TV. I wish I would have hit the homie up that just called you because we could have watched it. But the 25th, me and him need to hit that Bucks and Wizards game up out here. Yes. In now we're talking. Um, you got. We need to make that happen, my man John, who just called in from the nation's capital. Bucks Nation, right? Yes. Got Tigers Nation, Bucks Nation. Now, so this is my question for you, though, Big Dude. So, we cut Bender, you know, and I mean, he has a lot of potential and all that. So, now that he's cut, he's out there. He, if he clears waivers or whatever, can we still bring him back to the herd and then he be on our herd roster and then eventually move him back up to the Bucks roster next year? Or is it pretty much done? Not so, off the air, baby Tusk. Keep doing the good stuff you do, brother. Appreciate it, dude, and, and get well soon. My, from what I read, he can join the herd, but it would only be able to be on in on a G League contract. So then, when he would then be elevated back up to the big club, and once again, I could have mis misread this or misinterpreted some of it. But once he comes back up to the big club, then he needs to get bought into an NBA contract. So when you can reassign somebody down when they're on a NBA contract as they sent him down how many different times. And same thing with Thanasis, right? Thanasis is on a two-year guaranteed contract, but he accepts the assignment down to the G League. Similar to how in baseball, but in baseball it immediately makes you a waiver guy. There's a clause in these contracts in the NBA where you can get sent down for an assignment, but you don't have to be waived. In baseball, you get designated for assignment, but you then also go on waivers so somebody else can pick you up and pay you that full contract guaranteed. In the G League, now that everybody has their own team, you can't do that. But I don't believe he could also either be signed to a two-way contract, similar to how Frank Mason and Cam Reynolds are both on two-way contracts. You can't be signed to one of those. Those have to be designated before the season uh, from what I gathered from the information. But I'm also going to – I'll ask that to uh, Matt Velasquez as well when he joins us, our Milwaukee basketball Pro Hoops insider. He stops by uh, after the game tonight. But that's a really good question. Also, I think it's interesting – it would be interesting to find out – if Dragon Bender is interested in going back to the herd, played a bunch of minutes down there whenever he got assigned to. And also, if you do want to stay with the organization, I don't think that that would be an awful idea if I was Dragon Bender, that I would be, you know, thinking that that would be a, a possibility for me, that I could stay in the organization and, and go with it because he played 13 games with the herd this year, averaged over 20 a night with them and almost nine boards a game. So he was originally signed on the 30th. He is not on either of the rosters right now because then the Bucks roster stood at 16, obviously now at 17, with the acquisition of Marvin Williams, who in his 13, 15th NBA season, averaging just under seven a night, under three boards a game, played 41 games with the Hornets this year, came off the bench, primarily because coach came up to him and said, hey, we're going to go with some younger guys. You're going to take a bit of a back seat. Are you cool with that? And from all indications, Marvin Williams said, Coach, I'm not stupid. I know what this team's about. I know where we're going. And I'm going to be here and be a teammate about it. So that's a that's a telltale sign of somebody that understands where they've been and also played in North Carolina. He understands the business of this game. Roy Williams isn't putting you out there if you're not doing anything for the organization and for the brand that exact moment in time. 414-799-1250, a 12-point Bucks win. They cover while Giannis is tending to the birth of his new son, Liam Charles Atetokounmpo. Congratulations to Giannis. Congratulations to Maria. Uh, great opportunity and, and great life to bring into this wonderful world that we all live in and that we get to it still make it still makes me laugh. I get to come on here and get paid to talk Bucks basketball with you guys after a game like tonight, where once again you're without the league's MVP. It does not matter because the team that wears Milwaukee across their chest is the best team in the NBA. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. If you want to join us as well, if you're leaving Pfizer Forum, want to hear from you as always in a night where there was no Giannis. I don't think that frustrates Bucks fans, especially for a reason like tonight, because he's out for the birth of his child. Rest reasons, eh, that can be a little bit different. But you're in a game like this tonight where Sacramento was hot when six of their last eight 
We talked to Grant Napier there, play-by-play voice on television earlier today. He said this is a measuring stick game for us. It should be. Every single time a team gets to go up against the league's best, it should be a measuring stick. But the Bucks, they're not going to play that game and let you come in and get a cheap win against the Bucks. We're going to hear from Athalaskas. Also, Mike Budenholzer straight ahead. And the newest acquisition, Marvin Williams. He talked before the game. We bring that to you next here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. It's the Big and Safe Pro Hoops postgame show. We are driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North, where you right now, certified pre-owned sales event going on right now today, you can get into the Mercedes-Benz that you've always dreamed of, and they're going to help you out with the first month's payment credit depending on if you go and talk to my man Austin Della and tell him Bill Schmidt sent you. 414-799-1250. We're back after this on The Fan. Behold our mortal enemy. We're keeping an eye on the enemy. How did the bad guy look tonight? Sponsored by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner and try their fabulous Friday fish fry. Now open, Coach's on Lake Danoon. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Welcome back. Bucks win 123-111. Harrison Barnes tonight at one point was 5-for-5 from the three-point line. Luckily cooled down in that fourth quarter, as did most of the Sacramento Kings under Luke Walton's tutelage tonight in the fourth quarter. But they were rolling there in the second quarter. Bucks closed the first on a 24-10 run and led by 14 after... One quarter, and then the Kings just basically did the exact. He's playing games like tonight. Uh, you know that can really add a new dimension to the Bucks or a different dimension to the Bucks uh, relative to other games where maybe he's not showing that same aggressiveness. So I don't, you know, aggressive aggressive Bledsoe is, is exactly what the Bucks want. I don't know if anything really surprises me about the team anymore, but just impressing me in that sense, a guy like Bledsoe who's gone, who's been in this league and, and averaged twenty a night, right? That that's a benchmark that a lot of guys want. But I was talking about it earlier on in in, in the show, and Marvin Williams bringing it up about coming here and saying. I'm about winning. Wes Matthews is about winning. Kyle Korver is about winning. When you get to that stage in your career where you know you want to be about winning, and sure, it would be a lot of fun to go out and score 23 a night on the Knicks. There's a difference when you're able to control yourself, control your game, understand the moments, and then get 15 and be on a team that's 30-some games over 500. Yeah, and that's what a bunch of guys in the locker room mentioned, you know, in talking about how they are able to play well even when Giannis doesn't play. They're like, yeah, we're a team. Like, that's what we do. Like, you know, we, we kind of work together. We figure out how to get it done. Uh, you know, guys are willing to sacrifice for each other. Um, you know, obviously, if Giannis played tonight, I, I doubt that, you know, all three of Middleton, Bledsoe, and Lopez would all be 20-plus, right? I, I just don't know that that would necessarily be what would happen. But, you know, because... Um, you know, they're willing to sacrifice in those other games and maybe not get as many shots or as many touches uh, because the ball's in Giannis' hands so often. Um, you know, they're, they're staying ready to, to be able to step up whenever he's not there. Um, and as you mentioned, like, they're like almost 30 games, you know, up or, or 40 games up or whatever it is. Uh, 46 and 7 now, I'm losing track. There's just so yep. many wins. Uh, 46 and 7, and it's because... They're all willing to work together, sacrifice for the team, play for, for the team. And Chris Middleton mentioned, like, hey, like, it's not about who has the best player. It's about who has the best team. That's what everyone's playing for. And uh, I think that, that rings true. Matt Velasquez joining us from the doldrums of Pfizer Forum here tonight on the Big and Safe Pro Hoops postgame show. Matt, I, I always am enjoying the WWE pregames. I don't know if Marvin Williams uh, was maybe not – uh, aware of the situation, but he looked absolutely just floored as to what was going on before the game. That type of camaraderie he'll get used to for these next 30 nights. It's, it's funny, after the game, Cade uh, Pittman, uh, you know, colleague uh, yes. you know, covering the Bucks, he, uh, he asked Marvin about it. He's like, hey, did you know what was going on? And I guess Marvin said uh, something to the effect of, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd heard about it, I, I knew kind of about it, but then I was thinking about all these kinds of things, and then I look up pregame and they're like fighting in the hallway. 
Um, you know, so I, as much as he might have been like prepared or, or might have known about it, uh, I don't think he was totally ready uh, when, when that moment came. And, and you know, obviously, you know, uh, dueling Stone Cold stunners uh, on the Lopez twins. I, I don't know how you mentally prepare for that. No, I don't. It, it looked like to me the reaction that my mother would have had if she would have seen me hitting people with RKOs and flying elbows off the uh, stairwell of our college house. It would not have been a very, very good sight to see. Did all those things happen? Yeah, I was a big power bomb guy. I, I used to uh, oh. hit people with a lot of Batista bombs, usually through beer pong tables. But it wasn't it wasn't always a, a great moment. Yeah, those all sound like great moments, even if they may not have actually been. In retrospect, they probably were. It was always funny because then you'd walk in and the freshman quarterback would look at you on, on a Sunday morning and go, "Dude." You didn't ease up on that at all. My back is tight. I had trouble getting up in the morning. These guys are a lot smarter and uh, just sell it instead of actually hitting each other, which is a good a good thing, a good thing at this point yeah, in the NBA season. Yeah, but their stories aren't as good as yours. Oh, that, that might be true. That might be true. <laughs> and, and, and sometimes you got to live your life by the mantra, diffs, do it for the story. Or see, and, it uh, used to be do it for the stories. it used to be do it for the vine. Now it's do it for do it for the story or do it for the TikTok. Apparently, I don't know. Maybe we're just getting old. Well, diffs just flows better than diff uh, or whatever. Uh, <laughs> diffs, diffs is great. It, it, it's a good saying. I don't know if you can necessarily totally live your life by it, but you know it it, it fits. It works out for most things. Matt, appreciate it, man. One more till the All Star break, and then you get to figure out what uh, your couch feels like. So we'll talk on Wednesday night. All right. All right, can't wait. Take it easy, brother. That's Matt Velasquez joining us here tonight from Pfizer Forum, as he does each and every night right here on the Pick and Safe Pro Hoops postgame show. Always appreciate talking to Matt Velasquez after each and every game. Guy walks out of the Bucks locker room, texts me and says, ready to go. And we punch him up and we talk to him live from the arena every single night here on the Pick and Safe Pro Hoops postgame show. It's an honor to be able to be joined by him and also Sidney Moncrief tonight, who I found out is a Vegas guy tonight. If you missed that conversation with Sidney Moncrief, go back to the radio.com app, timestamped right about 927 on your free radio.com app, also the free rewind feature, where you're able to just go back right in the middle of me blubbering here on the Pick and Safe Probes postgame show and hear from a Hall of Famer, Sidney Moncrief, on the fan. Going to hear from Mike Budenholzer coming up here next, but first, this. Who's banged up on the Bucks? Once I felt I could put weight on it, I was like, I had to get back out there. This is the McCormick Law Office Milwaukee Injury Report. McCormick Law Office, the back injury attorneys. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Only injury to note on the Milwaukee Bucks is George Hill. Still day-to-day with numerous issues. Most importantly and most notably for George, it's been that hamstring that's kept him out for now seven straight games. Uh, Maybe he gets back in on Wednesday night. I would doubt it. One game until the All-Star break, you then get an additional almost week off until then. I would doubt you see George Hill before the All-Star break on Wednesday night when this team is back in action on the floor and this Pick and Save Probes postgame show is back in action with a Pacers team and Malcolm Brogdon. There's that guy again being able to give some issues for the Milwaukee Bucks. On the other side, we're going to hear from Mike Budenholzer along with Chris Middleton. Maybe a little bit of Brooke Lopez as well. A lot to get to still here. Pick and Save Probes postgame show. Jeremy Mercedes-Benz Milwaukee North on the fan. Did that really just happen? It's time for the Are You Kidding Me moment of the game. Brought to you by Gene Wagner Plumbing. Celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to GeneWagner.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. like the Statue of Liberty on Dr. J from the 1970s. Virginia Squires, ABA game of the week on a Saturday morning. MJ with a bowl of cornflakes. <laughs> 22 for Middleton. He has scored his Anytime you hear Mike Marcus Johnson 
talking about MJ eating a bowl of cornflakes. That's going to be the are you kidding me moment of the game here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops post game show. I'm still trying to figure out who's going to be our MVB. So before we do that, let's go inside the locker room a little bit with the Granville Business Improvement District, Granville Connection. Opening soon right now, go to granvillebusiness.org to see how your small business can be a part of it. Being a part of a team and being able to win without your best player, Brooke Lopez, it's got to be a little bit of a struggle. It's a team sport. We're a great team. You know, We have a lot of great players on our team, and uh, whoever's on the court's always ready to step up at a moment's notice. Uh, you know, Obviously, Chris did his thing, Blood did his thing, but uh, you know, Ursan was big for us tonight. Uh, Sterling came out, started the second half, was great for us. And, you know, you could go down the line. You know, again, we're a great team. We're a deep team. One play stands out to me. You get the block, and then I think the next possession down, Chris hits a pull-up jumper, and the entire bench goes crazy. You go crazy on the court. How much did that energy kind of sustain you moving forward throughout the game? It definitely sustained us. You know, we, we – uh, we were saying going into the fourth that uh, you know, whoever starts playing defense, starts getting stops, is going to take the game away. And, uh, you know, that's what that group did who was out there at the beginning of the fourth. And it just it fueled us. And it, we, we continued uh, to ride off that through the whole fourth quarter. You guys are one game away from the All-Star break. You start getting excited at all for uh, time off? <laughs> you know, we, we still have a job to do. And, uh, you know, we get to go hang out with Malcolm for a little bit. So, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bonus, right? to a high standard and you don't like talking about yourself too often but back-to-back 20-point games is this do you get some sort of relief from that does it feel good that you get some reward for the for all the effort you know offense is going to take care of itself you know and uh, I think it shows again tonight like I said that in the fourth quarter when we uh started locking up started getting stops that's really when the game turned uh you know we have plenty of guys who are going to score the ball you know the ball's going to move but it's going to pop uh but uh you know defense is where it's at and our team's been so great at that all season long Defensively, when you guys get after it on that end, how does it then turn the game? Does it then give you more energy on the offensive end? Do you think it gives more open opportunities? What causes that momentum shift when the defense starts to get better? Yeah, just, just getting those stops, not having to take it out of the bucket, uh, you know, bring it up the court a bit slower, just being able to get those stops, get the rebound, and get out, you know, in our uh, transition game where we're playing five-out offense. We're just kind of out there playing basketball. It's not really a set offense, and that's when you really can see how uh, – just how great, uh, you know, a group of basketball players we have, you know, who, who very high uh, basketball IQ. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a really beautiful game when we're kind of in that situation, you know, and uh, when we're playing offense like that. But, again, it all starts with our defense. Chris is on a real roll the last six, seven, eight games. What do you see in there? What? Uh, that's Chris. You know, he's just he's been on a bit of a roll all season long. And didn't make the last season, he's just improved so much, pretty much each and every game. And, you know, he just – He's going to continue to get better, which is you know a great thought for us and a scary thought for the rest of the league. Really good question there by Tom Oates. Just what what is different there? What what has been so different for Chris Middleton here in the last few games? I mean, you saw the fifty-one point affair in the outburst that he had last time Giannis was out tonight. Twenty-eight a piece from him and Eric Bledsoe. Just being able to be same thing to the Bucks to end the second quarter. I don't know exactly if it was twenty-four to ten. I think it was like 20, 21 to 10 to close that or whatever. But the game was tied, and then it was not. And they closed uh, the last two minutes of that second quarter on an 8-1 run. Just one free throw for the Bucks. the only tally that they were able to get there. And there was an opportunity where the Kings had a chance to run away a little bit because the Bucks just went ice cold. And when you're without the number one player in the league, obviously you're going to struggle in the aspect of just being able to get the train back on the tracks and start pushing forward again by just gaining some momentum. The Bucks had to figure out a way to just go and get a bucket tonight. And when you're playing without your best player and the league's best player, I think that can be uh, a much different, different feel and, and a different animal when you're in that spot and you're in those moments when you do indeed have to just go and get a bucket, be able to find yourself in those positions, and then take advantage. And the Bucks able to do that tonight, uh, especially late, as they outscore the Kings by 14 there in the fourth quarter and put the Kings away, 123-111, while also covering the 10-point spread and also hitting the over at 229.5 that a lot of people thought was just about a 
lock when you saw it earlier on today. Marvin Williams locked in with the Milwaukee Bucks for the rest of 2020. He spoke earlier today. Marvin, why Milwaukee? Always been a fan of Coach. Um, obviously competing against him, especially his teams in Atlanta. I just kind of like the way that they played. Obviously, Milwaukee does help. They're a very, very good team. I do feel confident, not saying just because I'm here. I really thought they had a chance to, to win it all. They're a very, very good team just competing against them. I like the way they're made up. I've heard nothing but great things about the guys in the locker room. I love the way that the guys compete when I'm out there playing. So I just felt like it was a great fit for me, and I'm certainly thankful for the opportunity. The former number 2 overall pick has started for the majority of his career and then was forced to come off the bench. But when he was with the Atlanta Hawks, and that's where he was selected second overall in the year 2005 when the Bucks ended up taking uh, Andrew Bogut with the number 1 overall pick that year, he's played in over 1,000 games. You're talking about a guy that started over 800 games. Played with Utah when they were pretty good. Also had a couple of nice little runs with Charlotte. Averages over 10 a night, but being able to shoot from the outside as a career 44% three-point shooter, uh, he's going to have to adjust to the way the Bucks play, but that style kind of fits him. I've been traded once, and it was in the summertime, so uh, this is all kind of new to me. The one thing about the NBA, man, it's, it's always full of surprises no matter how long you're there, so... Uh, I'll get adjusted, though. At the end of the day, like I said, it's just basketball. I think the biggest thing for me is just getting my family up here, getting them acclimated, uh, getting used to the city. I never really leave the hotel when I come to Milwaukee, so I'll have to learn the city a little bit, but that'll take a little bit of time. I'll be fine. Cheese and beer. That's what they say. (laughs) That's what they say. Good one by Zora. And also being able to transition into Milwaukee. I'm not also surprised that he wouldn't leave the hotel much when he's in Milwaukee because guess what? It's cold outside. I'm not thinking I'm going to walk down through Wisconsin Avenue and be like, you know what? I think I'm going to go check out Miller Time Pub, maybe Mason Street Grill, just wander around. Instead, they probably just stay exactly where they're at. And if they're at the Fister, they just get to walk right downstairs to the Mason Street Grill. Also being able to move himself into a different team, it helps when you don't have to face the MVP anymore. I'd rather be on the same team as him than playing against him, that's for sure. He certainly makes things difficult whenever he and I compete against each other. That's always a big matchup for me, so uh, I'm glad that I don't have to worry about that anymore <laughs> just in practice. And ultimately trying to win a championship is why this move was made for Marvin Williams. The one good thing about my situation is uh, guys are not going to have to adjust to playing, playing with me. You know, I'll adjust to playing with everybody in that locker room. Uh, I'm totally about winning. Wes Matthews is totally about winning, so transitions like that are very easy because he's going to go out there and just play to win. You know, when, when winning is the only thing that matters, everything else comes easy. So for me, it's not about minutes. It's not about shots. It's not about rebounds. It's about how can I just help. Uh, I'm just going to try to, like I said, get in where I fit in and just try to enjoy the ride. And being able to enjoy the ride with the number one team in the league has to be a lot easier. But how difficult was it leaving Charlotte where you've been for almost six years? Yeah, it was hard. Uh, I'm from Washington State, Bremerton, uh, Seattle area. Uh, but North Carolina has been my home for the last 15 years. I went to Chapel Hill every summer. I go back there. I live there. I train there. Uh, and since I signed in Charlotte six years ago, that is my home. That city has been so great to me. Uh, those fans have been so great to me and my teammates, uh, my coaches that I play with. Uh, it was difficult. Uh, the young guys, everybody on the team, we had such a great relationship. They're very, fu- very fun to be around. Um, but everybody understood the situation. They understood where I'm at in this point in my career, and they understand the opportunity that I could have possibly had. So uh, everybody was really positive and encouraging for me. Marcus, it seems to me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? Here's the Laborers Local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. In a 123-111 victory for the Milwaukee Bucks tonight, there were a few different defensive plays of the game, but one definitely stood out, and that was just Brook Lopez continuing to be a SWAT machine. Bogdanovich. Defense leading to offense, that's the best kind. If you have not seen the video uh, of the Milwaukee Bucks earlier today, earlier tonight before the game, the WWE pre-game festivities that they do each time, just go and look at the video on 105.7 FM. The fan just retweeted the Bucks video of it. 
and look at Marvin Williams' face as he's watching these guys hit each other with stone-cold stunners before an NBA game. It's just sheer disbelief. It feels to me like what my mother would have thought when she would have seen me hitting people with RKOs outside of my house in college. 414-799-1250. If you're leaving five, sir, four, and want to hear from you, we're going to hear from Mike Budenholzer next after the Bucks get another victory tonight without Giannis at home. 123, 111-46-7. 46-7. We're back after this on The Fan. There's always something unexpected that changes the game. It's going to be crazy, man. Here's tonight's X Factor of the Game. Brought to you by Brian Stratton College Athletics. Offering athletic scholarships in 15 junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. On the fan. Now you got a one-on-one situation against the goalie. Brooke Lopez knocking down some threes again. That is a great thing to see if you're a Milwaukee Bucks fan. Brooke was struggling mightily this year from downtown. I mean, big time from deep. But... Don't look now. Brooke Lopez almost has that three-point percentage on the season back up to 30%. At one point, it was closer to 25%, uh, right around 27.1% for the majority uh, of the season so far this year for Brooke Lopez. But instead, he's been able to pick up his shooting here as of late and knocking down a few. He went five for five the other day. Now able to get himself back into a little bit more uh, consistency from deep, shooting just over 30% for this month. In January, he shot under 25% from downtown, and and that was no good. When you're looking at a dude last year that was one of the better three-point shooters on your club and being able to knock down closer to a 50% clip or a 44% clip, for Brooke from downtown, then you bring in Robin Lopez this year. Want to be able to stroke from deep, and in the in the offense, you're going to need those guys to step out. But also, I think the Bucks have done a really, really good job as to finding a delicate balance with the outside shooting and wanting to limit how much you're actually taking the ball all the time inside to the cup, shooting mid range jump shots. Even with Chris Middleton, I think there's been somewhat of a common ground met between Budenholzer and the Bucks brass and understanding that that's Chris Middleton's game is being able to shoot the mid-range jump shot, get himself open for, for some looks like that. And then also that turnaround is one of the better moves in the NBA. And to talk more about that, we welcome in our guy, Matt Velasquez from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. This guy's on the inside. After every game, listen to the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show for the latest from JS Online's Matt Velasquez. Brought to you by the law offices of Thomas Marola. Divorce, child custody, or any other family law needs. Go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola online at marolalaw.net or call 414-327-5800. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Matt Velasquez, JS Online, also the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, because I tell people this all the time, Matt, it's crazy millennials. They actually drop the paper off at your house in the morning, and then you get to read Matt's column, or you can just follow him on Twitter and enjoy it that way, then link it to JS Online. At Matt underscore Velasquez, how you follow along with the coverage of the Milwaukee Bucks. And then right here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Matt, appreciate the time. Quick uh, postgame in the locker room earlier tonight as they funnel out of there and celebrate with 28 from Middleton and Bledsoe, knowing they had to pick up some slack uh, with Giannis welcoming in Liam Charles Atetokounmpo to the world today. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of what the Bucks have started to do uh, basically anytime Giannis is out. They're 5-0 and now that he hasn't played. Uh, or games he hasn't played. Uh, the last time that happened, uh, Middleton went for 51, went for 34. They put up 151 points on the Wizards. And tonight they didn't quite have those same kind of numbers, but the result was the same. Those two guys carrying the load, really stepping up, playing great. 
uh, you know, against the Kings for, for a double-digit win. Um, you know, and Luke Walton pointed out before the game that, you know, the last time these teams met in Sacramento, Giannis didn't have a great game. It was Middleton and Bledsoe who killed him. And uh, they still didn't have any answers tonight. And also, too, I mean, you talk about that being able to put up wins without Giannis in the ball game. And this second quarter, when the Bucks just kind of went cold, it's a time where you usually are looking to Giannis to be able to go get a bucket. I know Ted Davis was talking about it on the radio broadcast. You just can't lean on that. Then they were able to lean on the aggressiveness of Eric Bledsoe there. Yeah, he was great, uh, especially in that fourth quarter. He was really put, like, uh, pressing the issue, uh, getting to his spots, shooting well from three-point range uh, when he wasn't driving. Uh, but he just kicked into a whole different gear, uh, not just in the fourth quarter, a whole bunch of times in this game, um, and really just kind of uh, asserted himself, imposed his will, and carried his team along with him, which, you know, when he's at his best, when, you know. That leader on the floor when they know they need a number one player. And I think that goes back to early on when Giannis was first kind of developing into uh, the the superstar that we see now here today, right? There was the story written about, wow, there's a difference. You see, uh, some people believe that Middleton's the best player on the team, and some people think Giannis is the best player on the team. Now, everybody's so open and understanding of their roles that it doesn't matter who the best player is on their team. All that matters is that they're getting wins and finishing the job and being able to win without the best player in the world. That's a a heck of an accomplishment, being able to do that. But Chris Middleton, what helped you guys pull away in that fourth quarter and just kind of get away from the Sacramento Kings who dominated you for the – Better part of the middle two quarters. I think uh, that group that started the fourth quarter did, did a great job of getting stops. We couldn't get stops after that fourth quarter, it seemed like. Um, then Blair was just pushing the tempo, and the guys were making plays and making shots. What do you think of the small ball that you all played in the second half? It definitely worked. I mean, we love having Brooke out there, but the way HB was hitting threes and um, the other guys that were just spreading out. I was on the pick and roll coverages and knocking out shots. Irish came in there, did a great job. Sterling did a great job coming in, starting that second half for us. Chris, it seems like you're really in the groove, locked in right now. It's kind of take us through your mental approach to the game. Anything feel different as far as how, how you've just been able to be locked in right now, man? It's just, just letting the game come to me, I think. Um, I'm not trying to force as much action to shots as I have in the past. and It's been easy because, I mean, guys have been um, setting great screens for me, giving me great open looks. And now it's just a point of just – staying in the rhythm and and knocking out shots when I get them. And being able to convert when your number is called. Chris Middleton being able to take advantage and be the number one guy tonight. But Eric Bledsoe, good enough. With 20 points tonight, 28 points to be exact, go along with eight rebounds and eight assists. I understand it was 28-11-8 from Chris Middleton, but instead it's Eric Bledsoe tonight, your MVB with Chevy, your Chevy MVB of the night. Guys, go check out the all-new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or at WisconsinDriveChevy.com. Mike Budenholzer tonight on The Fan, as always, brought to you by Schneider. Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit SchneiderJobs.com. Or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Here from the head coach here after a 12-point victory and a new addition to the Milwaukee Bucks. No, I'm not talking about Marvin Williams. Yeah, that we knew that was coming. It was just official earlier today. No, I'm talking about Liam Charles at Tedekumbo. Bucks get a win. And Giannis has a new son. Here's the head coach, Mike Boonholz, around the fan. That's a really good win um, for us tonight. Uh, you know, to hold them to 21 points in the fourth quarter, you know, allowed us to get the separation, to get a win. I think we were down going into the fourth quarter. So, you know, for the group to find a way, um, lots of different lineups and combinations, a little different style of play, um, you know, to, like I said, just find a way to win. Really impressed with the group tonight. Really proud of the group tonight. Obviously, Bled and Chris and Brooke, too, had a, a lot to do with this win. But early in the fourth quarter, there were a couple you know, key passes by Pat that really kind of got you guys going. How much do you think that, that his play and his, his vision uh, kind of helped get that run going? 
Yeah, you know, I'm sure you're talking about the, you know, I started with him going back door and Airson kind of, that pass was looked a little bit uncertain, but then, you know, Pat catches it in midair and fires it to the corner for a wide open three. It's just a great catch, a great read, understanding, you know, spacing, knowing where guys are. Um, and, you know, Pat's defense and rebounding all night. And, you know, it's just uh, Irsan, I thought, did a lot of little things to help us win. Sterling, you know, just all that. And, of course, like you mentioned, the big dogs were good. But it was a great team win tonight. Um, thought everybody played well. What do you think of Chris and Eric kind of closing that one out? They both had their kind of own individual runs in the fourth quarter to kind of shut the door. Yeah, it was, you know, they were both really good. You know, I thought, you know, another big play. I don't, you know, Chris knocks the ball away, gets, you know, the deflection and then gets out and gets the break. I think it was a six-point game right then, and they had the ball, you know, a chance to maybe cut it to four. And instead we're back up to eight and feel more confident. Um, you know, Bled just made a lot of plays, made a lot of threes. Um, you know, so they were both really good. Uh, it feels like it's been a bit of a difficult season for Sterling just in terms of opportunities haven't always been there with the rotation, but tonight the shots go down. He picks up a couple of steals as well. What did you think of him tonight and maybe just in general where he's at uh, as, as far as the season goes? Yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, it's interesting because he had a huge impact on the game in Sacramento. He played, I think, 18 minutes in the second half, had a double-double. So these guys play, you know, some really, really small lineups, small groups, and um, you know, Sterling's a good fit. It's nice to have him there. He's always ready. He works. He's He spends a ton of time in the gym early, late. Um, you know, he had some big threes, had some big, uh, you know, like you said, steals, rebounds. He was just good overall. You mentioned some different combinations. Now you guys had to go a little bit smaller. It looked like you struggled on the defensive glass a little bit there in, like, that third quarter. What did you think of the job to close the game? It really felt like everyone started to swarm on the glass. Yeah, no, I mean, that's – and, you know, it's not just being small, but, you know, sometimes you end up with your big guys out at the three-point line, so you maybe don't have as many rebounders, and they're in a little different spots. Um, so then I think that the group kind of figured it out, and they got really active and started getting the long ones. And, um, you know, I thought it, it started with us scrambling and really making tough shots or making them take tough shots or contested shots, and we followed it up with collecting, you know, long rebounds, and, and um, you know, the guards were great. What do you think about the way Brooke handled their small lineups on both ends? Yeah, mostly good. You know, uh, you know, he had some big baskets. He was able to score in the paint. Um, you know, they double teamed him a little bit, which, you know, he just to get the ball in the post, you know, we've done more, but not enough where I think he's good. So tonight, you know, he got some reps playing against the double team, couple good, couple turnovers. So, um, but overall, I thought it was fantastic. Mike Budenholz are after the Bucks get themselves Another victory here. 123, 111, now 46 and 7. Guys, they will be 40 games over 500 with a win on Wednesday night against Malcolm Brockton and the Indiana Pacers as they close out the first half of the year, theoretical first half, in the NBA All Star game in Chicago coming up this weekend. Take a look quickly around the NBA scoreboard here as we get ourselves out of here tonight. Pick and save Pro Hoops postgame show. Games in action right now. Halftime Lakers up nine over the Suns at Staples. The Heat all over Golden State in San Francisco. 57-38 finals in the association tonight. 87-76 the final. Charlotte over Detroit. 106-105 Brooklyn over Indiana. Orlando gets a win at home. 135-126 over Atlanta. Raptors now 15 in a row. So they go 137-126 over D'Angelo Russell in his first game with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Jazz on the road get a win over Luka and the Dallas Mavericks 123-119. And the Nuggets take care of the Spurs 127-120. For everybody down at Pfizer Forum, our guy Joe Zenzola covering the game tonight. Sam Schmitz on the other side producing the program. Great job as always, my man. Appreciate you being here with us tonight. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. Thanks to Sidney Moncrief and Matt Velasquez for joining us as well. Tim Allen is in this seat on Wednesday night, taking you into the All-Star break with the Bucs opportunity to go 47-7. and We're back with you on Wednesday night here on the Pick and Safe Pros postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. But first, guys, got to tell you about our great friends over at Pella Windows and Doors. They are superb, and they have been doing it better than anybody else has done it for really 
I mean, as long as I can remember. If you're looking for a place to get yourself into the opportunities that you've always wanted, the right windows and doors for you to fit your particular tastes and styles, go to the Nary Home Improvement Show this weekend. They have an opportunity for you to see all of their opportunities or year-round. It's their own Nary Home Improvement Show. When you go and check them out at the Brookfield Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Experience Center, if you haven't heard, they're extending last month's offer through the entire month of February. Choose 10-year, 2.99% APR financing or 18-month, 0% APR financing on approved credit. Save even more this weekend, though, with Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin at the Nary Home Improvement Show at State Fair Park. Guys, right inside the Expo Center. Tallest booth in the place. You'll know exactly where it is. Just for stopping by, take home Pella Bucks to instantly redeem at your free in-home consultation when you pre-order by February 29th. Can't make it to the show? Get the same deal by stopping into the Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin Experience Center, 19030 West Blue Mound Road in Brookfield. Set your appointment ordering by the end of the month and better yet guys still they simplify your life by custom measuring and manufacturing installing and backing their windows with some of the best warranties in the business serving and service when needed a wide variety of finances go check them out right now today pellawi.com or at the pella windows and doors wisconsin experience center or at the nary home improvement show and tell gina billy schmidt sent you this has been the big and safe probes post game show keep it right here you got the fan This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.